0: You're listening to The Humans We Are with Carola, episode number 37. Hello, humans. I hope you're doing amazing today, whenever you're listening um welcome back if you are already a listener of the show i am so glad that you're here for another episode of the humans we are and if you're new to the show i want to welcome you and reassure you that you are in the right place if you want to have a different kind of relationship with yourself if you want to shift the way that you relate with your body, with your future, with your past, with your decisions that you've made, with the way that you are and have been in the world, and if there's anything that you would like to change in that relationship with yourself. My aim here is to support you in that too. And the way that I aim to accomplish that is with three components, support, tools, and information to help you understand yourself better and create that change that you want to see in you. If you want to find out more about how I can help you do that, you can go to my website, is um, www.carolafuertes.com or you can also find me on Instagram where I am at Fuertes Carola. This week, I want to talk about prioritizing self-care and they want to offer um, a perspective that has helped me and my clients a lot. And I learned this from one of my mentors. You're probably familiar with the oxygen mask analogy that says that when you are on an airplane, if the cabin loses pressure and the oxygen masks drop, that you have to put on your own mask first before assisting anyone else, your kids or anyone else that you that may need um, your help with that. And the reason is that if you put on your mask first, you won't pass out, so you will be able and alert to help your kids or anyone else who might need you. Whereas if you help them first and then you pass out, they might not be able to assist you and that's not a good scenario for anyone. It's easy to understand logically that in that scenario, when it's a life or death situation, it makes sense to prioritize that you're going to be alive and alert and able to take care of your loved ones. So you need to do it that way, you first and then them. And hopefully we're never in such a situation to be able to test in real life, what is your natural impulse? And if your natural impulse is to, let's say, put the mask on your child first, are you able to override it? Because we've heard these instructions so much. And by the way, if you're listening and you have been in this situation on a plane, I'd love to hear from you. Please send me an email or hit me up on Instagram and let me know how that experience went for you. I'd super appreciate it. And to many of us, this is very hard to do in our day to day. So it's one thing to understand the concept of what you would need to do in an emergency situation where it's more life or death and that you need to focus on yourself first, but on a day-to-day basis, we are not in such uh, heightened uh, situations. Hopefully, in our day-to-day life, we are not constantly in life or death situations where we have to make sure that we are going to be alert, and capable, and have the energy to protect our loved ones from a threat to their lives. What happens in our day-to-day experiences is way more tame, way lower stakes, if you will. If you are like many other women who have learned to put themselves last, and I include myself here, you may see that it's difficult to in your current life to have activities that are just just for you, to have hobbies, to prioritize your own self-care and your rest and your needs and your wishes. And even when you do so, when you do prioritize them, you feel guilty for doing it. You tell yourself that it's okay that your kids Need whatever it is more than you need, whatever it is. So maybe they need to have that play date more than you need to have a massage. So you cancel your massage that you had booked way in advance and that you were looking forward to. Or you may find the time to take your kids to the doctor, but you haven't had a checkup in years. You may work longer hours because your job requires that and the time you have left you give to your family your spouse your kids and you don't protect the time that you would need to unwind to process the normal stresses of life to relax and recharge let alone the time that you would need to pursue any personal interest or hobbies we need to acknowledge that if you resonate with this way of being It's not your fault. So please don't beat yourself up or be mean to yourself because you quote-unquote know what you should be doing and that you quote-unquote should prioritize your self-care. And if you're not doing it, then you believe it's your fault, that there's something wrong with you, or that you are to blame in any way. Nothing, nothing could be farther from the truth. If you have adapted to this human life with any behavior like this, like the one that makes you not prioritize yourself and your self-care and your needs, there is a good reason for that. The fact that you are here now with the life and the success you have, that you have been able to create, is proof that those adaptations have been helpful in some aspects at least. In this episode, I'm not going to dive into all the possible reasons that you developed this adaptation of putting yourself last. This adaptation where in order to feel safe, you learn to always put yourself last and just ignore your own needs. But just by knowing that the adaptation took place, that it happened, we can know that it served a purpose in protecting and creating safety for you, and that it worked. Now you may now be, and most likely you are, in a very different situation than when that adaptation emerged, and it is most likely not needed anymore to keep you alive and safe, but that wiring is still there. And what I want to offer today is a reframe to help understand why it makes sense to take care of you in your daily life if for you the oxygen mask scenario or analogy doesn't really click. Like for me and many of my clients, it really didn't click because of what I said before, like it's not life and death in your day-to-day life. It's not like if you choose to take a 20-minute walk before taking care of your kids, you don't risk not being able to take care of them later, right? So it's not that high stakes scenario as with the airplane scenario. And of course, it's cumulative. So it could be death by a thousand paper cuts. And if if you end up burnt out, you might in fact not be able to take care of anyone But in the moment when you decide to skip the yoga class because somebody needs something from you, it doesn't seem like a high stakes situation for you, right? So here's the thing that my mentor offered and I want you to really pay attention to your reaction inside of you when you hear that. You have to take more than you give. So let's pause here and I want you to notice what comes up for you when you hear that phrase. And there are no right or wrong answers, just capture what's the general reaction to that statement. For many of the clients that I coach, they have some flavor of resistance to that notion. It sounds wrong, selfish, Like you would be a bad person if you did that, a bad mom. It's just not something that many of us want to adopt as an identity. There's a lot of stigma around taking and not giving. No one wants to be a quote-unquote taker, right? And if what came up for you was not that, if it wasn't something else, please let me know, reach out and share with me what came up for you i'd love to hear but think of nature think of a tree in order to grow and then in order to be fruitful to bear fruit and give it will always take more than it gives if we were to calculate the balance of mass and energy in order to grow and give it needs to take more to receive more The input will be more than the output. And the only time when it's the other way around is when it starts the process of dying. Then it will give more of itself than it takes and eventually it will return completely to the soil. It's the same for us humans. As long as we want to be able to grow physically, emotionally, spiritually. We need to take more than we give. In fact, if you focus your efforts on nourishing and resourcing yourself, you can't help but give. It's not hard then, it's not a chore, it's just natural, it pours out of you. If you take care of yourself, if you nourish and resource yourself, the giving just is taken care of. If you give more than you take, That's a recipe for death, for decay. It may sound morbid when you hear it that way, but I invite you to really consider this principle, this notion, and to be open to how this could be true for you in your life. A tree is such a good model for this principle too because trees don't overthink how much they take or how much they receive. They just sprout and grow and... You know their purpose is just being the best tree they can be and growing as much as they can and they will receive and take all the nutrients they can and need they will receive the sun and they will just use whatever is at their disposal they don't stop at less than they need to grow and unless there's an obstacle preventing them, and often they figure it out, they go around it, they just, it's amazing to see how nature is so uh, adaptive, right, and that's good for everyone, if you think about it, it's good for nature, for the earth, for all of us, that trees are programmed to just take and grow and receive as much as they can, And the more they do, the more they can give then. We don't really want trees that shrink and block themselves from, from taking and end up stunting their growth. That's not what makes nature thrive, right? So if you really want to give to others, if you really want to give to your family, your kids, your spouse, your work, your team, your community, if you are serious about it, you need to take responsibility. You need to own the responsibility for resourcing yourself and for receiving. Sometimes I hear people talk about overgiving, like the problem is that I give too much. That's not the real problem. The problem is under-receiving, under-resourcing yourself. If you like giving, I don't want you to feel like you need to give that up but I want you to take responsibility, to take it seriously. You gotta make sure that you can give at the level that you want to sustainably in the long run. And I want to emphasize the concept of receiving because when we feel unable to provide for ourselves what we need in terms of self-care, self-growth, rest, space, exploring our desires, our interests, it's usually tied to a discomfort with receiving, with being taken care of. Uh, Something about that feels unsafe perhaps. For many of us, this comes from childhood when for different reasons it got imprinted that we were not taken care of. So letting yourself be held, be supported by others, and even by yourself, as a grown human, feel so uncomfortable and so unfamiliar. So, some small ways in which you may start exploring this in your own day-to-day life, and make sure that you are listening to your body and your nervous system all the time, and that you're not going too fast, you're not forcing yourself to go against um, these very very biological impulses we really want to take this slow because we don't want to shock your system even further if we do that then we will just we will just make the process slower okay so notice where are you immediately giving back or deflecting what you receive so compliments are a typical example Do you let yourself be acknowledged by others or do you minimize, deflect, qualify, use humor, say it back? How uncomfortable is it to receive and just say thank you? Say I receive it, thank you or yes I am. If somebody says, oh you're such a good cook, yes I am, thank you for noticing or if somebody says, oh, your hair looks amazing today, oh, thank you, that's it, it's so hard to stop at that and not compliment the phrase with, oh, I just uh, washed my hair, like using humor, right, or no, it doesn't look that good, Look, look, notice here in this place, it's weird or whatever like or somebody may say oh I really like your blouse and you may say oh I like your outfit today it's so pretty too like let yourself receive a compliment receive something that someone else wants to give you notice that when you're quick to deflect or or just it back or when you don't really receive you're also robbing that other person from the pleasure of giving something, right? We all like to give, but we need to be willing to receive so that we can all give, right? So if somebody offers to bring you something, like in my case, my husband usually offers to bring me a cup of tea or a cup of coffee, and at the beginning it was hard for me to accept and I'm talking years ago, I would just get up and, and go grab it for myself. I wasn't used to receiving those things. I was always in the mindset that I needed to be in charge of myself and that I didn't need anyone else to take care of me or, or do those things for me. And sometimes I still notice that I have that reaction of no, like, no, 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 just let me do that for myself. And I don't let myself receive. So notice if that happens for you too. You get to receive in all relationships with others, with yourself, with nature, with life, with the universe. This is not just about putting your mask on as in the, the airplane so that you can take care of others. That's just another reason that I don't love that analogy. It puts the emphasis on in order to take care of others, you need to take care of yourself first. But what if you don't want to take care of others and you just want to take care of yourself? That's also valid. So it's about taking as much as you need and receiving as much as you need and want. So you can grow and be the most amazing tree you can and want to be and trusting that in that, A, it's not a zero-sum game, so there's enough of everything for everyone, so you're not taking from others, and B, the giving takes care of itself if you want to give, and it's so much easier when you are well resourced. I hope this resonated with you and that it makes deeper sense to you to nourish yourself and allow yourself to receive. If you want to know how I can help you feel safe enough so you can actually do this in your life, book a consult and we can talk about it there. There's no pressure for you to sign up and just showing up for that consult can bring enormous clarity for you. And you can book that going to carolafuertes.com slash consult. You can also find out more about what I do and what I stand for on my Instagram at Fuertes Carola, and I suggest that you go to the link in my bio so that you can learn more. If you want to support this show, Honest Reviews in the platform that you are listening to right now are always the best way to do so and I will be forever grateful and I will sh- shout you out on a future episode. So please send me a screenshot of your review when you do it. If you have any comments or suggestions for topics to cover or any feedback of any kind that you would like to get to me, you can email at, carola at, at carolafortes.com or you can also DM me at, at fortescarola on Instagram. I love the interaction. And I love to hear from you. It's so nice to know that someone else is on the other side of this microphone. Okay, I will most likely be back next week. And in the meantime, just notice what comes up when you consider this possibility of just receiving without deflecting or just letting yourself take whatever you need to grow and to explore your needs, your interests, and just to fulfill your purpose of just being the best, most awesome you that you can and want to be. Okay, that's all for now, my loves. Bye-bye.